0: Don't be that business owner left scratching your head, wondering why your industry colleague got $400,000 and you didn't when the employee retention tax credit fully sunsets in 2024. In this limited focus ERC masterclass, listen as tax attorney and ERC specialist Travis Watkins bust through the rumors and the complexity of the ERC so you can get that free $26,000 per employee you kept during the pandemic and beyond before the program is gone forever. Now, here's Travis. Hey, welcome everybody to the ERC FAQ weekly session. I'm your host, Travis Watkins. I'm a tax attorney. We do lots of these ERCs and I want to help you out uh, with your questions as they relate to the ERC. And today we're going to be hitting one. Go ahead and leave any of these questions that you've got over here in the comments and we'll hit those things. But uh, I wanted to take one that we're getting quite a bit right now, just off the top. And that is, it relates to what documents do I need to submit uh, to an outfit like ours, a firm like ours that does ERC? Ultimately, what will you need in order to calculate your employee retention credit and to also substantiate what those numbers will look like into the future because it is important to build a file here but we've I've handled this question before in previous videos but I'm going to approach it a little bit differently here today since it's coming up quite a bit we're going to go ahead and just run through the documents that are needed and then I'm going to tell you why they're needed. And maybe that gives it a little more perspective. It helps to kind of know what the reasoning is behind all these requests. And uh, maybe that'll also explain to you some things that would uh, make your ERC run a little more efficiently. Certainly would help us uh, calculate these ERCs more efficiently. Uh, so you don't have to go back and forth many times with your uh, preparer, and uh, you can just round them all up at one time because some of them may be in the hands of third parties. But uh, it also helps us to quote uh, kind of a good ballpark of what you're going to be receiving as an ERC candidate if you can come up with these documents fairly quickly in the consultative process. So here's where we are. Uh, this is what we ask for uh, qualified uh, clients those that look like they're going to qualify for the ERC for certain quarters, the employee retention credit. First of all, uh, I, I asked for it to, to come up with the calculation itself. We need detailed payment reports by employee, by quarter. And those are the most efficient ones to send. Now, if you don't have quarterly, um, some of these you'll need to run your payroll software to get these and you may have to customize your search in order to get this in a digestible form that uh, will help calculate the ERC credit. But we're looking for detailed payment reports by employee by quarter, monthly if you don't have quarterly, for quarters one through four of 2020. And quarters one through three of 2021, we have left off quarter four, 2021, unless you were a startup business. That's not just a whole lot of uh, candidates that we've seen anyway uh, that, that came into fruition during the pandemic, but nonetheless, if you are a new business during that time period, Then you can also include Q4 of 2021 for this analysis. All right, the reports need to include wages paid to any employee. And really, what what we're looking for is full time employees. Those are employees that work, I believe it's 130 hours a month or more. And you're going to want to have that report include uh, reported cash. Uh, Tips, for instance, if it's a a restaurant, uh, cash business, it needs to be any um, wages paid to any individual, uh, including those uh, tips and reported cash, regardless of whether or not that employee was terminated at some period along the way or whether they're terminated now for that matter. And some of these, uh, just the reason I'm hitting this point is because a lot of these payroll reports, they will, unless you really watch them, they will exclude sometimes the employees that are no longer with the employer. So make sure that you check the box, uh, whatever you need to do with your payroll reports or tell your accountant that you need all employees that were paid during those periods that I just mentioned. All right. Next, we it's very important in that report that we include withholding a federal income tax, uh, both the employers and the employee shares. It helps to have those recounted in the reports. Uh, we're going to be able to include the employer's share of any of these uh, taxes that are coming out. Uh, you want to uh, be able to withhold, take out the withholding of federal income tax, but you, and you'll take out the employee's portion of Social Security and Medicare taxes. Leave in the employer's portion, okay? You get to take that as part of the calculation equation. Uh, those things collectively, uh, Medicare and uh, and Social Security, those portions are known as FICA. So if it says FICA, uh Take out the employees' portion of FICA. Uh, Also, needs to include health insurance and any other benefits paid by the employer, including things like 401k. Health insurance premiums are a big one if you offer health insurance. Make sure that that gets into this report as well. Okay, why do we need all this stuff? This stuff, as I mentioned, uh, is what we need to calculate ERC funds that are due to the employer. We're going to take Uh, that number, once we have uh, established that type of a report, received a report like that from the employer, then we can start breaking this down into what the actual ERC credit is going to be. So they're going to be different for 2020 than they are for 2021. In 2020, uh, we're going to max out each individual employee at $10,000 paid over the course of however many quarters in 2020 that are eligible for the credit. We're going to subtract that out uh, and uh, cap them at $10,000 per employee. Once all that's done, uh, then we apply a, um, and this is just for 2020, we're going to apply an equation to that. We're just going to cut it essentially in half. Okay, so $5,000 per employee per year is essentially the max cap for 2020. Different calculation for 2021. That's a little more lenient for employers. The, uh, what you're looking at there is uh, employees do get capped out at $10,000, but it's by quarter. It's not by year. So however many quarters, you really start fresh for multiple quarters that are eligible in 2021. You can take 10000 and 10000 and 10000 you know, uh, for Q1, 2, and 3 for each employee. Uh, however, once we start applying the equation to that, it's going to be 0. 0.7. It's going to be 70% of that uh, aggregated uh, amount of eligible payroll. That's what the ERC is going to look like. So having these by employee really helps, and by quarter, so that we can uh, see what the calculation is going to look like and to be able to cap each one of those employees uh, on on a running basis there, sometimes over the course of of different quarters. Okay? That's why we do it. Um, it, We also do it uh, to to see we're going to exclude any uh, owners of the business and the owner's family. So if we see any of those things, uh, hopefully, you can notate that in your in your uh, reports that you send us, but uh, e- even with best guess, if they've got the same last name, that kind of tips us off there. We're going to need to exclude those folks, so it'd be nice to take that out at that level as well. Hey, business owners, for a limited time, the IRS is rewarding employers like you with free money, up to 28000 bucks per employee for keeping workers during the pandemic and beyond. Most employers qualify, but the rules can be confusing and subject to change and interpretation at the whim of legislators and the IRS. Call Lifeline Financial for the employee retention credit before it's gone. Call Lifeline Financial today to qualify at 866-939-5532. Who's the best professional to go get this for you? Well, a tax lawyer who deals with the IRS every single day. Of course, call us at 866 939 5532. Take the credit, you won't regret it. Now, back to your podcast. I've said this in previous videos, it depends a lot on what type of payroll company, what type of software you may be using for these. They are named different things, so there's no real uniform report that you can run per se. I've even seen some things that say ERC. They they are custom made for employee retention credit. Watch out for those things because they may not mean what you think that they mean. Uh, They may mean stuff that you've already taken, uh, for instance. But uh, the, the report that we need, I just clicked off a few of these from some of the more popular types of software. Gusto, they call it the payroll journal builder. paychecks they call it the payroll journal. ADP calls it the payroll summary. QuickBooks calls it the payroll summary by employee report. That's very intuitive. That's exactly what we need. Paycom's a little different. Uh, the, the best thing that we've seen through Paycom uh, is is customizing a report called the W2, W3 wages and tax report, parenthesis, all taxes in print. So that's what those kind of look like across some of those, and there's a plethora of different types of payroll software, okay? That's the first group of documents that we need in every case. Second group of documents that we need, it relates to the Paycheck Protection Program. So if you took, as an employer, if you took the Paycheck Protection Program, there were two rounds of it. Uh, 1.0, I call it 2.0. If you took either or both of those, we're going to need some documentation because we're going to Well, I'll explain the the why here in just a second. But what we're looking for is PPP rounds one and or two need paycheck protection program, loan forgiveness application form, and acceptance letter if applicable. So if it was accepted, you had some forgiveness, that's great. Uh, You're going to need to subtract that out of the equation that we just talked about in the first set of documents. Uh, If you don't have this stuff, and you don't have it readily available to you or your HR or your accounting department, or maybe your outside accountant, for sure the banks that you use to administer this type of loans uh, will have this type of information. They may not have the worksheets that you use to prove that these periods that that, the PPP 1.0 or 2.0 all went to payroll. And I'll discuss that in just a second. Um, here's what they're called. Loan Forgiveness Application Form 3508 OMB Control Number 3245-0407. And there's two expiration dates. The first iteration of PPP was 1031-20. That was the form that was used. I called that PPP 1.0. 2.0. Uh, expiration was 930 uh, 2000 21 okay so um, look out for those two types of documents and any worksheets that was uh, either provided or not to the bank because that also helps us in this process why do we need this stuff again you can't double dip with the uh, ERC and the paycheck protection program you're going to have to subtract out the things the money that you received for payroll, uh, from the PPP that was forgiven. So that's very uh, a very important distinction to make. You may have received um, a bunch of PPP, for instance, but it might not have all been forgiven. It might not have also been utilized for payroll. Be aware of that, because those portions that either were not forgiven and or were not spent earmarked as the PPP required for payroll expenses. And if you'll recall from PPP, that could include rent, utilities, mortgage interest, um, a few other things there that they allowed taxpayers, businesses to ultimately spend their money on. Then uh, you don't have to take that into the subtraction to the ERC calculation, okay? But if you did, it certainly would be nice uh, to look at what is the um, forgiven PPP. Uh, We ask taxpayers, businesses to see, uh, we'd like to see when you received the the PPP. So date of receipt, we'd like to see how much you received and uh, what portion went to forgiven paycheck protection program analysis over what period of time. So if you can show how it was spent. Really by quarter that'd be fantastic. Um, so worksheets in that process could help us with that as well. The third type of documentation that we're going to need is the client profit and loss statements for all, uh, for all of 2019, so Q1 through Q4 of 2019, and then we're going to need all of 2020 Q1 through four of 2020, and. Q1 through Q3 of 2021 include four, quarter four if you were a startup business. But again, most employers are Q1 through three. And the reason that we need this stuff is quite simply, this helps us determine one type of eligibility that could qualify a quarter under the ERC. It's not the only eligibility requirement. It's the Gross revenue reduction um, category that um, can get your business qualified. There's two others. We've gone over that a lot, uh, whether the business was fully or partially shut down, including any uh, type of supply chain disruption as it relates to third parties who are under uh, full or partial shutdown quarters. Okay. So this is just one type that we need the P and L's for. We need to be able to compare a quarter in 2019 versus that same quarter in 2020 versus that same quarter in 2021. Watch previous videos if you really care about the minutia of that, but just know that that really helps us out. If we're doing your ERC calculations, it helps us to be able to qualify under that one specific type of requirement which is the um, uh, the gross revenue reduction. Finally, um, this is kind of a wish um, but if you have the quarterly 941s available for the ones that we're going to be amending, that's how we now take the ERC credit is by amending a quarterly original return for 941, payroll, Um, That would really help us out as well as we go to fill out the 941X amended return to to the credit. Okay, so it helps us with identifiers. Uh, There's some information that would readily and easily be transferred over to the 941X, and it helps to have that documentation there as well. Okay, Uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, You get those things to us, then we can start looking at what the actual numbers in this process are going to look like for your ERC calculation. Of course, if you have any other questions, um, hit us up here on this weekly Q&A or give us a call at the number below. Thanks and have a great day.